Welcome back to yet another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. And we're going to just start off. I'm not even going to go through the sponsors yet. We're going to start right off the rip because, as you know, last week we had our Godzilla Media Fantasy Football Draft. And we are wonderfully joined by the commissioner of said league, the head of Godzilla Media. That would be Gaz. Gaz, say hello to everybody. Uh, hello. I, I feel like this is the part of the show where uh, I, I've been told I was going to lead off, but I feel like I'm back in the dugout and just take the, the K, but that's okay. I'll yeah, no, we're, we're throwing you out there. Yeah, we're, you know, the manager's throwing throwing you out there lead off because retaliation <laughs> from the pitcher is coming. So let's, let's get right to it. So... <laughs> so uh. And for those who haven't listened to the We Talk Fantasy podcast or may not be aware, the draft the draft overall went great. I had a great time. I know, Taylor, you had a great time. Guys, I yes, think it, it was a tremendous success. Um, I'm really looking forward to a really successful fantasy football year. Um, then it took about 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes or so, I get this notification across the screen. Uh, President Levac is trading Sony Michelle for to uh, I don't even know Watson's handies or whatever is whatever the name is Watson's happy endings, <laughs> which is which is Watson our good friend handies. Dan's fan, which is our good friend Dan's name uh, for Sony Michelle. Now I'm thinking, okay, Gaz has a you know a clear head on his shoulders. He's not gonna let that go through. They're just boys being boys. That trade went through, Gaz. And uh, before I give you my displeasure, and I know Taylor is lining up as well, I want to hear your logic because I, I, look, I listened to the We Talk Fantasy podcast, and you said, "Oh, you could just pull the audio clip from from that clip." It wasn't good enough for my liking. You, you got to do better. So I'm giving you a second chance to explain the reasoning behind why Daryl Waller, the second top tight end in all of fantasy football, just got traded for a backup running back that might be cut by week four. If you can even hear in the background, Rex is laughing at you guys too. About the trade. Uh, okay, so for those who did not hear the We Talk Fantasy take, the take was this. Honestly, the only league ever in like Rex, the only like league I've ever been in in like 20 years that actually had a league vote was our old radio league. And I believe I told the story, the only like overly awful trade was our guy Mike James. Yeah, that sounds about right. Trade away injured players for healthy players <laughs> because he didn't want to update his team anymore and sabotage the league, which is still unexplainable but nonetheless so i had never been in a league before that actually has done league-wide votes now here's the thing i talked to my guy sean martin over the m and the m and m across the board podcast and he had a very similar take that i did these were two willing participants in the trade and it is also preseason, so there is a real possibility although that i don't sense. although i don't <laughs> believe it's going to happen there is a chance Waller's going to blow out his knee week one. Stop and it. If Waller, if, if Waller blows out his knee week one, then we look back at the trade and say, Dan from Hooters won the trade. I will say this before I get roasted again by everybody else in the league. Would you guys have thought about this, though? If the trade was Kyle Pitts for Sony Michelle, would anybody have any issues? Yes. No. Yes. I, I wouldn't. Yes, one says no. Be so 
Kyle Pitt, look, I guess Kyle Pitts. At least in that instance, you don't know how good Kyle Pitts is going to be. This is still, it, this is still a guy that his ADP proven. is a fifth or sixth round at worst was Kyle Pitts. And this is a guy in Sony Michelle who is clearly RB2 behind Daryl Henderson. Like some people I get, some people are actually concerned about Sony Michelle taking some snaps away from Daryl Henderson. That's fine. However, this was done an hour an hour, not even after the draft between two very, very good friends. Um, <laughs> one, I mean, with all due respect to Dan, we love him to death. He gives us free shots. He gives us a damn good time every single time at Hooters. One clearly knows football a little more than the other, which is fine. However, in a 14-team fantasy football league, when you're scratching for depth, if you look at the waiver wire, it is bad. <laughs> like, th there are no tight ends out there. And for a position that there may be eight tight ends that you can absolutely sit there and say, yes, that is going to be a guy that I can ride each and every week. I would put Kyle Pitts in that. That's not somebody Sony Michelle is. I made a trade this morning with the guy because I have Henderson in another league. I traded Alexander Madison for Sony Michelle because he had Cook. That is the type of deal you make for Sony Michelle, not Daryl Waller. Let me let me just, let me defend Dan two more ways here because God's your voice. No, no, I got you. I'm still here. Uh, oh God. Yeah, no, am I still here? Can you guys still hear me? I can yes, hear you. You're still here. Okay. Yes, you're still yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So let me just defend Dan two ways because for those who did not see his team, he did try the zero running back theory, which is very bold move, Cotton. Bold move, Cotton. Yeah. Yeah. So he went with the zero running back strategy in a 14 team league. And I know off the top of my head, you guys may know it better than I do. I know his best running back on his roster at the end of the draft was AJ Dillon, mm -hmm. which is not good. So no. here's the other thing that could have happened. Unfortunately, I think it also has to do with time. Like Dan knew that the longer he waited towards kickoff and with no other preseason week, he was going to have to give up a boatload for a running back. Like there's a chance if he didn't do the trade until next week, he was going to have to give up an impact player. But should that's fine. Like Daryl Waller, like Waller no, can Waller. get you like a James Robinson type yeah, player, I think, not I, Tony I, Michelle. I think he made a very, very poor like trade on his end because yeah, like he could have gotten someone better than Sonny Michelle, someone who possibly is going to start like a Robinson or something else. So I'm surprised he made that. But uh, the way I look at it, uh, you know, in like in like Fallout or any type of those video games where you create your own player and you have like stats. I think Levac's charisma stats are just like off the charts. He's got charisma 100 because there's no way anyone else would have made this trade except with for with Levac. I think did, he did just, anything he happen in the Jedi back mind games. Into did him. did something happen in the back kitchen to Levac <laughs> before before like was there an under the table agreement? If you know what I'm there saying, was, there was money under. The, they were sitting across from each other. I think uh, maybe some <laughs> money slipped under the table. My thought, yeah, I was at the exact opposite. And I was right next to you. I was right. Yeah. We were all, all three of us were in a row. I, mm -hmm. I think what happened was it was simple as, hey, I got a Raider on my team. I know you like the Raiders. Do you want a Raider? And he's like, who is it? Water? Yes. I assume that's how it went down. Now, there's a really good opportunity. You're too uh, nice. You're too nice. Guess, yeah. I would guess on the Levac and Gosh show that's going to be posted this Friday, uh, this is going to be a huge topic. Maybe he'll have more insight. <laughs> 
But the Trev and Riggy show let off their show. Uh, you guys let off your show with it. We talk fantasy is disgusted. This has been the talk of Godzilla Media. So as the uh, the president of Godzilla Media, I'm very ha- happy that content has been created because of this. You're, you're going to have to do like a Roger Goodell tour and go on like everybody's media platforms and answer to, you the next sad, draft. To, to the sad controversy. You're going to go out and announce the first overall pick in next year's draft and you're going to get food thrown at you. I think the best part is that Levac is probably going to embrace this. Like he's going to love oh, being the black uh, look, villain. He loves the villain. We role. all know, like out of everybody, Godzilla, like us three, we all know Levac as good as anybody else. Godzilla, made. he is embracing this. He loves this. He will eat every single second of this up, and he doesn't care because he has Daryl Waller, and nobody's going to do boat shit about it except bitch. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> Hey, and you know what? Here's the other thing, too, and I said this before the trade went down. Bryce, I think you heard it. Taylor, you might have heard it, too. When that draft ended, Brian Kay from White Heat and Space Juniors, he was graded with an A-plus team. I had said I thought top-to-bottom balance-wise, LeVac and Chet Davis had the best teams. Like, just top-to-bottom for players I liked. Mm -hmm. Now he definitely has the best team. So not only did he have the big trade, he also you know, is the favorite to the win thing, the league. The thing the is, I was looking. I was looking at Levac's team because I was curious, and the only silver lining that I could find, which is interesting, you say that, guys, because I don't like his team at all. So, like, my silver lining is like I'm not high on Julio Jones, who is a run first offense and the second option behind AJ Brown. Melvin Gordon won't have a job by week six because Javante Williams is there. And I just don't like the depth behind, like he has some good players, but there's better teams out there. So that was my silver lining. Like, look, he got miles. He got my boy, miles Sanders and and that's fine and all, but the way Sirianni runs the running backs, I'm not sold on him as a true RB two. And then you got Goddard. Look, look, it is what it is at this point. However, I will say I am surprised that in a 14-team fantasy league with a bunch of very knowledgeable people. Now, I know Dan, but I don't know him to that extent of his knowledge of football. But I do know all the guys at that table are very knowledgeable of football. And to see the worst fantasy football trade that I have ever seen approved be approved in this league, I am... I am a little I'm not upset. I am upset, but I'm I'm more You're so disappointed. <laughs> I am more so disappointed. And that is where I, I will leave my my thoughts on this. And I guarantee you every single one of our followers, listeners agrees with me. I texted this to one of my buddies who's about as psychotic of fantasy football as anybody I have ever known. And he said, that's a joke, right? Like he said he could not believe that was approved. It's it, it honestly. It sucks because that was such a fun draft and a grueling process. And for us that busted our ass with 14 true round picks for somebody to get another second round uh, value person for a backup running back, that hurts a bit. That stings. That stings. You're not not mad. You're just disappointed, which feels even worse. And now going through that (laughs) roster real quick, I agree with you on Julio. Uh, mm-hmm. He might fall off fast like AJ. I'm very biased towards Melvin Gordon because his high school coach and my high school coach are the same person, which is pretty oh, cool. Oh, there you go. At a Bradford high school, and I played obviously in Central New York, so shout out to Gary Acchione who coached us both up. Uh, yes, unfortunately, it is now final, to quote uh, Ruxin from the league. It is decided. So uh, <laughs> we see where it goes from here. I will say this, though. I will, I will promise you this. 
as badly as you both now want to beat Levesque in fantasy, I feel like now my beating might be even more against you guys that your frustrations will be taken out on both <laughs> Levesque and guys this year in the league. Well, well I, 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 I just guys this week, this first week, I play you. So oh, no! we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, hopefully I'll get my revenge uh, starting a uh, week one. So now uh, I see a train might be going down between you two. <laughs> All right, guys, team Bryce, give me a Monday night replacement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna trade back after week one, but also, every I'm time we play with... you, we're gonna trade our best players, and we're gonna make it a living hell for you, and you're gonna have to approve it because you're gonna look pretty shitty if you don't, because you approved that one, so you're gonna approve these. I'm sitting here with uh, Irv Smith Jr., who's as of right now is out, and he's my only tight end on my damn team, and I have Zach Moss, and I'm like, I trade Zach I'll Moss trade... for Darren Waller, he probably. <laughs> Oh, would be better than Sonny Michelle. <laughs> Wait, I have a tight end. I'll, I'll trade you Kasicki for uh, what, what's your best player? I believe. Oh, I'll trade you. No, I'll trade you Kasicki for Devontae Smith. McCaffrey. We'll figure something. We'll, oh, we'll, yo, yeah. Oh, that, that's pretty much the same thing. You are getting the Christian McCaffrey of tight ends, not named Travis Kelsey. That's true. I mean, that's what you're doing. Tight end's a thin position. I, I've said what I said. Guys, get the hell out of here. You have trivia. <laughs> I, I, Bye. You, you have to say goodbye to Rex. Goodbye. Bye, Rex. We love you. Not guys. Get the hell out of here. Okay. He, and there he goes. It's just sad. It's sad. We love uh, guys to death. Um, but no, it that, that I think was, was rough. just positioning. He was literally just like right across from him and he went. And I also think there was there had to have been some sort of friends discount involved because come on now. Like that trade is just ridiculous. And I know it, it all really the, is all friend, well, I don't, friends who are listening are going to hate that trade. Like I, I'm just sitting here and I almost struggle to come out with logic because it's just so stupid to begin <laughs> with that it makes you speechless. Um, yeah. that, that's where I leave, but we appreciate you listening. Um, obviously I, this is, th that's not how we normally lead off our shows, but <laughs> it was something that needed to be addressed. And I feel like, uh, uh, we got it all out. Um, this is a big show for sports with a Z and a T we'll get there in a second. But like I said, we do appreciate you listening, watching and supporting us at sports with a Z and a T. And we want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, our newest sponsor, I should say with, I should say, which is Johnstone Supply in Troy. We met Tom from Johnstone at the draft. He is in the league. He was so devastated uh, when Derrick Henry went second overall in the draft because he was third and was not expecting that, but really awesome dude. Looking forward to working with him in the future. And if you are looking to upgrade your heating, ventilation, air conditioning, or more, go to see Tom and the other guys down at Johnstone Supply in Troy. This month, they are still offering up their Fujitsu ductless splits, and they're talking about an energy-saving ultra-temp model for your home. Also this summer, which summer is coming to an end pretty quickly, but wow, the temperatures are still hanging on by a thread. They're carrying the new J-Series VRF systems, and these systems will be more efficient and flexible for any setup you have in your home right now. Plus in stock, they have for you the Westinghouse made by Fujitsu for the more basic, cost-efficient option. I want you to write this number down. For more information, go and call them at 518-272-5922 or even visit them better yet on 6th Ave down in Troy, not too far away from a very popular barbecue restaurant. So if you enjoy the podcast here with Sports in a Z and a T, and I know you do because you're listening, and other Godzilla media podcasts out there, maybe like We Talk Fantasy, um, you might want to listen to Gaz's logic again on such a horrible trade that went through anyway. <laughs> I'm going to carry on with this read. 
Not going to get upset. Um, find out more about our partners, John So Supply and Troy, through our other podcast. One more time with their number to connect, 518-272-5922. That is John Stone Supply and Troy. Call today or stop in and say hello to the guys I already mentioned, Tom. Uh, also see James, Kevin, or Rob, and tell them you heard about John Stone from us here at Sports with a Z and a T from Godzilla Media. Um, it was a really fun night, Friday night. I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. I like I like both our teams, too. Yeah. Speaking of Tom from Johnstone Supply, I just checked our fantasy league and he picked up Chubba Hubbard, the, the backup for uh, uh, the handcuff, if you will, for Christian McCaffrey, which I'm not happy about because I wanted him. And why does he need him? He doesn't. He's just doing it to piss me off. Maybe I'll trade for him. But maybe yes, maybe you'll trade a top tight end for him. <laughs> If I had one, <laughs> that, that seems to be the value for handcuffs around this league. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the, the draft was a lot of fun. Um, I love my team overall. I like your team too. I think we were both sitting next to each other, kind of sharing notes because we were on opposite ends of the draft. So it didn't really matter. We yeah, no, when we were opposite ends on the draft, we are sports with a Z and a T. And if, if I don't win, what better than Taylor? As long as sports with a Z and a T brings it home, I, I'm going to be happy, but I like my team. Um, I think one of our both our teams are uh, one of the two better teams. Am I a little biased? Sure, but I I really like my team, especially the value that I got some players. So um, my only yeah, right now is tight end because I do have Irv Smith Jr. who I like, but he is. You know, the thing is, right we won't have negotiations on um, on this podcast, but I do have Kasiki. I might I might I might have some conversations with you uh, off the mic here in a little bit. I, I could help you out. I could help a friend out. You, um, my asking price will be though. my asking price would be Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I'm just going off the value, okay? Yeah, uh, I but, know but, the precedent has been set, so. All right, That's so let's thing. let's go to the meat of this episode. And as promised, as we've been teasing for probably two, three weeks now, it's our 2021 NFL season preview. And we're going to break down each division. We're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to predict our Super Bowl. We're going to predict our Super Bowl winners. And we're going to predict the MVP and, and maybe some Rookie of the Years if we have some time. But... I want to go division by division because rosters are final. Some big news. I think the biggest news of the day was the Patriots cutting uh, Cam Newton. Mac Jones will be the starter for the Patriots. You knew it was only a matter of time in some aspect that the, uh, excuse me, that the Patriots were going to move to Mac Jones, but some did think because of the contract that they gave Cam uh, that Maybe Cam was going to start the year. Clearly not. They cut him. So that was probably the biggest news of the day. So with that being said, Taylor, let's just jump right into the AFC East. And this is a division that I think both of us can agree there's a certain team that's a significant favorite. However, I think that got boosted with the Patriots decision because I don't think the Patriots are clearly they're saying we may compete. But it depends on the growth of Mac Jones as a rookie, which that's pretty bold move to assume you're going to make the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Um, and then that leaves the Jets and the Dolphins as well. You have the Bills that are the heavy favorite. Let's break this division down, Taylor. I, I think I know where you're going to go, but give me your thoughts on who's going to win the AFC East. Okay, well, I mean, I think 
I think if you're a football fan and you've been watching in the last couple of years, I think it's pretty obvious who is most likely to win this, this division. And it's gotta be the Buffalo bills. Obviously they have uh, Josh Allen, who's a, at this point, he's a perennial MVP candidate, the way he's been playing. He's one of the top, if not, you know, top two, three quarterbacks in the league, definitely top five, I'd say without a doubt. Um, in my opinion anyway. So yeah, I, I think it, it's their, it's their division to lose. And when you look at it, I mean, Miami, I know you don't believe in Tua. You've made your thoughts on Tua perfectly clear on this podcast. I think the jury's still out on him. I want to see him this year to see how he does um, with what they've built around him or or what they haven't. And, and I think that it'll be really telling this season to see whether or not Tua is the guy or can be the guy. And then with the Jets, you got Zach Wilson, who looks good in preseason, but it's preseason. So, you know. We'll see how that goes. Their defense is going to be horrendous, I think. So no improvement there. So if anything, they're going to be in a bunch of shootouts. If if Zach Wilson is indeed um, their guy for the future, uh, that's not going to be many wins on their end. And then New England is probably the most interesting one outside of uh, Buffalo because I think Buffalo is pretty much a lock to win that division. And then New England, you know, if their defense can be as good as it, you know, usually is under Bill Belichick, and then if, if Mac Jones can be at least at least serviceable, at least a game manager. He doesn't have to be, you know, um, world beater. I mean, to win the division, he might be, but to at least compete in the division, especially when you have the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, who we assume are not going to be very good. I think the New England Patriots could do decently. I don't know if they'll make it much over 500. They look like more of like, you know, a nine and eight type team than me. Um, So what do you think? I think you'd probably agree that Bills are the top. Yeah, I, I mean, this is probably one of the easier divisions uh, to yeah. predict this year. Uh, I think the Bills are not only going to win the AFC East, but they have a strong chance at you know, being one of the teams in the end for the AFC. Not saying they will be, mm-hmm. but they're in that upper echelon of teams. And, and then really the team that I was looking at, because they have all their guys back and looked to be building a decent contender, it did bank on maybe Cam playing better this year. But I was looking at the Patriots as a team, not to beat the Bills, because I don't think, but possibly as a wild card team. Um, I don't think that's a thing anymore. I think this is like a seven win football team now because you're going to win games, but it all comes down to that quarterback position. And Mac Jones, as much as I like Mac Jones, because I do. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks out of of the draft this year. But, I, I mean, rookie quarterback out of, out of preseason, that's a little different, right, in the regular season. So, mm-hmm. talented team, but just not enough to compete. Uh, Miami, I don't like Tua. I've said it plenty of times on the show. I just don't think he's a long-term fit for Miami, and that's why I think you're seeing the reports now, because I think they know this, that they're the team of heavy interest for Mm. Deshaun Watson. That might eventually happen at some point. I just don't think Tua is a good NFL quarterback. He was great at Alabama, but I'm just not seeing it. And he's looked better this summer, but he's going to have to show a significant um, improvement from last year for the Dolphins to even be convinced that he's their guy over Watson. I just don't think he is. They have a good defense, but your best corner wants out, even though th- that he is going to be there. And then um, 
you have the weapons. I mean, if Devontae Parker can get healthy, you have Waddle, Gasicki at tight end. Um, mm-hmm. I really like Miles Gaskin at running back. I'm sure I've said plenty of him based on our fantasy football podcast. I think he has been a diamond in the rough for them. But no, this is the Bills' uh, division two win. The Jets are in full rebuild mode. I love Zach Wilson. However, there's just simply not enough um, else there. Bad offensive line, um, not enough weapons on offense, even though they got Corey Davis. They just traded Herndon away. Um, You're not really sure what you have in running back, even though the Michael Carter could be intriguing for the future. The defense is horrendous. It's clear rebuild mode for the Jets. Um, They are one of the worst teams in football. No fault to their own, but that's what you got to do to rebuild. This is the Bills division to win for sure. So we'll chalk it up. Bills, Bills for the AFC East. Let's head to the AFC North, Taylor, which might be a little more interesting. Um, I believe it's a two horse race. Some may mm-hmm. believe it's a three horse race, but I'm not there. Um, Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. I'll let you go first. Who is taking the AFC North mm-hmm. in 2021? All right. So this one is obviously a little more interesting. I think we both would agree that the Bengals are going to be the bottom of this division. Mm-hmm. Um, you got uh, Burrow coming back from his injury and they added Jamar Chase, but Jamar Chase hasn't looked great in the camp so far, dropping a lot of passes or so it seems. Um, so we don't really know how good they're going to be. Their offensive line still suspect um, along with their defense. So they're going to be the bottom. Um, and then the top three, I don't believe in Pittsburgh. A lot of people might. Um, Thank you. Neither but, do I. But, I. but I don't completely believe. I don't think they're out of it. I think they could still compete for maybe that wild card spot, possibly. Um, I love Najee Harris. I think we both talked about him, especially in our oh, fantasy yeah. football podcast. But it's it's whether he can overcome their, their faults at offensive line to be like a top running back guy. If he can overcome them and be an elite rusher and they can lean on him for most of the time. I think that they have a chance to, like I said, compete for maybe that wildcard spot. I don't think the division is possible for them. I just don't because of the two other teams that are in division, mainly the Cleveland Browns, who I think will take it. I think they're around a 12, 13 win team. I love the two headed monster of Chubb and Kareem hunt in the backfield. I don't think that Baker is an elite quarterback, but I think that he can do enough uh, to get them over the hump and their defense is, is awesome. Um, they have, you know, one of the best uh, defenders in miles Garrett. And so he's going to be a monster of course. Um, and then the Ravens who are going to be in the mix for that top spot too. They are, you know, an 11, 12 win team, I think as well. You've got Lamar Jackson, who is again, another perennial MVP type guy. Who's just, you know, he makes it, he gets it done with his legs. If he can, if he can be become a better thrower, if he's been working on his pocket game, if he can throw outside the numbers a little bit more, then I think that the Baltimore Ravens could be one of those elite, elite teams and could beat the Browns for the division lead. So I'm kind of tossing it up right now, but I'm going to go Browns uh, for now. But I think it's possible that the Ravens could take it if they get a little bit more improvement from Lamar Jackson in terms of throwing the ball. Um, because let's be honest, as much as we all love a rushing quarterback that puts you at risk. And at some point, knock on wood, I, I don't wish it on him, but at some point there, 
injuries might happen, and that's don't a, say a that because I have Lamar and I have Lamar in my <laughs> frat league. Well, well I'm not saying that I'm you not saying shut your mouth, happen, but you I'm shut saying your that mouth. we've seen it time and time again with rushing quarterbacks. At some point, if you rush too much, you're just going to get hit in a weird way and and hurt yourself. And that's why I think that. As it's been shown throughout history, guys like Tom Brady end up winning seven Super Bowls or six Super Bowls, whatever. Uh, I don't even know how many he has anymore. Um, but uh, pocket passers, I think, do well in the long term just because of the fact that you're not putting your body in as much risk. And that's just the fact of the matter. So, I mean, well, first, I agree that the Browns are going to win the division. Um and and the reason I say that more my logic is that they're the most complete team. I think when it comes to playoff style football, they are the better suited team. Like I love Lamar Jackson and I, I love the Ravens. However, their style of offense has proven now for about two, three years that it does not work when it comes to postseason time. When the weather gets colder, when it comes to teams locking in, you can't rely on a running quarterback. It just has, it, it's been proven time and time again. Um, and the Browns, I, I just think their defense is a little better. Now the Ravens defense is very good. Do not get me wrong, but the Browns are littered with offense, especially if Odell Beckham can come back and be healthy this year. Mm -hmm. uh, another weapon on the offense. You have the best combo in football with Chubb and uh, <clears throat> Hunt in the backfield for now. The Browns, to me, are the team to beat in the North. Uh, very close Ravens are second. Um, Steelers, I'm sorry if you believe in a 37-year-old Ben Roethlisberger uh, and a not very good offensive line. To And a, and a defense that. that lost a lot of pieces. And a defense that lost a lot of pieces. To simply come out of a very tough division, you're just out of your mind. I think they fall third, and the Bengals are rebuilding. They're going to be better this year. Do not get me wrong. Their offense is very good. However, their offensive line still gives you trouble, and that defense just simply is not good, um, which <laughs> – well, I mean, look, it's going to take time. It, it was bad. It's going to be bad. But the Bengals are in the right direction. I think really three of the four teams are trending in the right direction with the Steelers not trending in the right direction. Um, I, they just they are what they are. And I think they're more of the team that we saw this like last month or so of last year than they are what we saw in the first half last year, which is what some people believe. If Roethlisberger is healthier, that's what you're going to see. Don't get me wrong. The Steelers aren't going to be abysmal, but in a very tough division, I'm not picking them to win this North. Well, they also have on paper the one of the toughest schedules, if not the toughest schedule, and they end the their season ends with four consecutive 2020 playoff teams and the Titans, the Chiefs, the Browns, and the Ravens. So, you know, it's gonna be hard on a team that lost guys like Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, Steve Nelson on the defense, um, and then your offensive line is terrible. And so you had Najee Harris, but can Najee Harris do enough with the blocking that he's going to have? And I think that he will. I think that he will be able to create his own looks because I think he's that good. But there's only almost only so much you can create by yourself. And then you're going to have to rely on Ben when you get down because the game script's not going to go in your favor always. And when you rely on Ben, who's too old for this, 
he, you need to find your new quarterback. I think that's that should be their focus going forward is finding their next quarterback because Ben is deteriorating and he will not last forever. So we both agree that the Browns are going to win the AFC North. So pretty boring start. We both agree on the East and the North mm-hmm. where we have the Bills and the Browns. Let's go to the AFC South. And this is obviously Taylor's <laughs> division with his Colts. Uh, yep. um, however, there's been a lot. It when it rains, it pours. Taylor and, mm. and you know it, the the Colts. They got Carson back, and then he's on the COVID list because he was a close contact, and he's not vaccinated. <sighs> They're so, the least vaccinated team in the league, I'm pretty sure. So that's not they are. Helping. Car Car Carson Wentz just cannot get out of his own way. And it it truly is remarkable. Um, However, the Colts with a healthy Carson Wentz, which is hard to believe that will happen this year. I'm, I I don't, it will be a miracle if we get 75% out of him. But anyway, the Colts made some moves, got a new franchise quarterback. They have talent everywhere on the roster. And if Carson comes back, we all know our thoughts on that. You have the Titans, who probably made the biggest splash in the division, bringing Julio Jones into the mix, and a lot of people are very high on them with a much upgraded offense, a good defense, and has been in the playoffs the past two years. Then you have the two bottom feeders of the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We won't waste too much breath on them. But, Taylor, the AFC South, and I know who you want to pick, but are you going to pick them? to win the division well first of all i want to ask you a personal question and personal to your team because our team's just made another trade today and uh sure we, did. We, got, we got matt Pryor. um is he any good because we need so much help on the offensive line right now we're so banged up let me put it this way thank you for giving us a pick for somebody <laughs> that wasn't going to make the roster <laughs> all right well uh, let, let's 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 go on to to who I think. All right, so this is. This Did you is see really Carson Wentz behind the Eagles' offensive line last year? Yeah, Matt Pryor was a part of that. <laughs> great, great. Um, it's so hard to to pick because I mean the Colts do have a ton of questions right now. So like, if the Colts went in right now to the season with the roster that they have, including the fact that our center Ryan Kelly who is dealing with his own injury and was looking to come back is also on the COVID list on top of Carson Wentz, who God knows how long they'll be there because probably none of them are vaccinated. Great job guys. Um, and then Quentin Nelson, we are not sure if he's going to even start next, uh, next week. And so, yeah, our offensive line is a shell of itself right now. Uh, we don't have a starting quarter. Oh, and Sam Ellinger got hurt as well. So it's going to be Jacob Eason and there's no other competition because he's the only one we have on the roster uh, who's healthy. Um, so yeah, uh, Colts looking rough. So I think given all of that, given that they start Seattle and then the Rams and then the Titans and then the Dolphins, but then the Ravens, it's looking rough. Those first, those first weeks, we, they you may as well start. start. Owen, you might start zero five. I don't think zero five. I think we can beat Dolphin, the Dolphins. Come on now. I think okay. one and one and four is what we'll look at. All right. Best case scenario, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, no. I mean, get best case scenario is we win all of them. But look, if Carson scenario, is healthy, I think, I think you have four. a chance. But of course, yeah, no. and it, I just don't know, and I don't think I can pick in good conscience, even though I want to, and I think that. If all were healthy, I think that they would win the division. 
I'll say it that way. If all were healthy, I think they'll win the division. But let's be realistic right now. I think the Tennessee Titans are going to win the division because the Colts are struggling right now. If by midseason they go on a tear because all the guys come back healthy, then they could easily go from one to four and then win their next, you know, seven, eight, nine games in a row. Do I think they're going to do that? I don't know. We've done it before with like Andrew Luck. So, so who knows? But I think the Tennessee Titans, as of right now, you have to pick them to win the division. Houston is terrible. They're going to be god awful. They just got Kiki Kuti today. Like, so- <laughs> where are you? Like, what position are you to cut Kiki Kuti? Like, he's not a household name, but you don't have anybody. What do you mean you cut Kiki Kuti? Uh, I don't that, know. Houston but- is. Houston is going to be awful. I'm surprised if they get more than two wins, honestly. Like two wins, I think, is going to be right they're up there. Browning, they're browning without the benefit of browning. Like they don't have the first round picks <laughs> to brown. They just suck. They just suck, and they're going to continue to suck because they don't have any picks. It, it's it's unbelievable to watch what Houston's doing. It, it's mind-blowing to think four years ago, some people were picking them as AFC favorites. That's how good of a young mm-hmm. core they were having. Um, no, I, I agree with you. Like, look, Jacksonville is obviously in a transition phase with Trevor Lawrence. They do have some talent on the offense, but lost ETN. Mm-hmm. I don't think Urban Meyer's long for the NFL. I think he's actually a disaster. Um, they are one of the worst teams in football. I would say this, that Houston and Jacksonville are probably the two worst teams in all of football. I think I'll go on record and say the AFC South has the two worst teams in football. That's Houston and Jacksonville. Look, at least Jacksonville has a franchise quarterback and are trending upwards. However, I don't like Urban Meyer. They have no defense whatsoever, and Trevor Lawrence is what it is. I mean, he's going to put up the numbers, but the team's not going to win games. Houston's a dumpster fire, which leaves Indianapolis and Tennessee for a very long time. I was on the boat that Indianapolis was my dark horse Super Bowl uh, team for the AFC. And if they're healthy, they still might be. However, I cannot trust Carson, let alone play 75% so I can have the Colts first round pick. Um, I can't. <laughs> At this point, I I'm just hoping against it. I can't trust this team. Is Quentin Nelson going to be 100% for the rest of the year without even playing a game? I don't know. There's questions on the left side of that offensive line. I saw it last year, what that does to a guy like Carson Wentz, and it's not good. Um, Carson, the questions are around him. Is he more of the MVP guy that we saw in 2017, or is he more of what we saw last year, which got him um, booed out of the city of Philadelphia? I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's somewhere closer in the middle, but I am a Carson Wentz truther, and I think the talent is there, and I think the Colts will have a very good quarterback for years to come. However, for this year, even though the defense is very good, I can't trust it. I think this is a Colts team that is just not going to be good enough to beat down the Titans. I agree with you. I'm going with the Titans. Yeah, it's hard to. It's just hard. It's hard to predict what what happens with the Colts because there's so many unknowns and so many variables. And so, like I said, like if everything was status quo and everyone was healthy, they would be that dark horse favorite. I would pick them to win the division, and I think that they could compete for at least a Super Bowl berth or at least an AFC Championship showing. But they just don't have the pieces right now, and you don't know when all the pieces are going to align. And as for the Jaguars being the only team that I didn't talk about, I think that the talent with Trevor Lawrence is there, and I think it's obvious that he can be that guy, and he will be that guy in the next couple of years. That being said, I think they won't be the worst team in the league. I don't think they'll be 
they'll be one of the worst, but I don't think they're going to be top three worst. I think Houston definitely will be, will be the worst team, if not uh, definitely a top three worst team. Jacksonville, I think that Trevor Lawrence's talent in a couple games will win you games. Like he will win you games just on his talent alone. He's going to have some stinker games and he's going to have some great games where he looks fantastic. I'm going to say you know, this. Games like, like when he plays like the, the Jets, the Falcons, uh, even like Miami and, and the Bengals, I think that those are all winnable games just on the talent of Trevor Lawrence alone. There's a team in the NFC that I think is probably worse than, than the Jaguars. So I'll say the Jaguars and the Texans are two of the worst three teams in right. the league. Um, we'll get to that team because it's going to be obvious when we address it. But um, I, t- I think I know what team you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> it's it's pretty though. it's 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 pretty obvious. Um, and it will be when we got when we talk to it. But we, Taylor, I I, I feel weird about this. We have the same picks in every division. We're going to the AFC West. I think we both know who we're picking in the AFC oh, West to win. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not much to talk about when it, when it comes to at least this decision. Um, yes. I, I'm just going to chalk it up. that say, we're going to, we're going to, I'm just going to write down that we both picked the chiefs to win the um, AFC West. Absolutely. Yes. Um, the chiefs are far and away. Oh, wait, you, you, you meant Denver. AFC. Okay. I'll scratch it. <laughs> um, if they got Deshaun no, Watson, maybe they could compete. The, the, no. So I had this, I wanted to talk about this. I had a conversation with my buddy the other day, and I won my thoughts on this. Denver is a good team minus the quarterback position. You have the offensive weapons. You have a sneaky, um, and and I've been taking them in almost all my fantasy leagues because nobody's taking them because they think Denver and they suck. They have sneaky top 10 defense. Could be top five defense with all with with all the resources they have put in on the defensive side of the ball, and with, you know with Vic Fangio at, at the helm, that's you you are going to be a defensive team. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback, but we had this conversation that it, it's almost like the Broncos are the Buccaneers pre Brady. They have the team, they just don't have the quarterback to make that leap. Watson would make this Broncos team probably the second best team in the conference. Yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, they added a guy like on the defensive end. I mean, they already have guys like Von Miller coming back and, and uh, then you had like Patrick Sertan who has been shown out in, um, in preseason and like, you know, intercepting pick sixes, like the guy looks legit. And so like you have, you have guys on the defensive side, you have Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, um, Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Kareem Jackson, and uh, like I just said, Patrick Sertan. And that's a solid linebacker core on top of that. And so, you know, they have a lot going for them on the defensive end. And then on offense, you look and you have like, you have Melvin Gordon, who, you know, we, we have our reservations about how he will end up being at the end of the year. Um, but you've got guys like Jerry Judy, who I really like Jerry Judy, um, Portland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Noah fan at tight end. Yeah, exactly. And Javante Williams, who will probably overtake, or at least we, I think we both agree that Melvin Gordon will get faded and Javante Williams get, will get a lot of play. I said that based on, you know, talk about LeVac's team. I I don't think Melvin Gordon's a starter by week six. Yeah. And I really like Jerry Judy. I think he's going to be one of the best wide receivers coming up in the next, like, you know, five to 10 years, he's going to be that guy. He just needs a quarterback who can really deliver the ball. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, if they were to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, they would not be the favorites in the AFC West still just because, you know, the Chiefs are right there. But they are definitely moving, like you've been saying, they're trending up in the right direction and they just need that guy to really to really put it all together. If, say, you know, in a couple of years, Aaron Rodgers decides, to, well, I mean, he is going to leave the, the Packers. It's pretty obvious. So if he decides to go there, which, I mean, he was rumored to be a trade target for them, uh, around draft time and I, I, a lot of people thought that that trade was going to go down on draft night it didn't end up happening but they are just one quarterback away from being a really competitive team so i, w- I think we both really like the broncos but obviously they're not as long as teddy bridgewater is a starting quarterback they're not going anywhere um teddy bridgewater is not bad either but he is kind of that mediocre type so where he's he's not that great but he's not terrible either you know i I, i've seen i've seen what i've seen from him over the past couple years and he just never got better now granted he had the knee injury but it it just it, it hasn't gotten better for me um the other team of intrigue for me in this division is the chargers i really like what the chargers are doing i think justin herbert is going to take another astronomical leap this year coming off a really awesome rookie season i like the weapons they have on offense even though they're not many um and their defense is very very good and they're getting a lot of injured stars back this is a chargers team that that i think uh could push the chiefs early i mean let's be real here who are we talking about we're talking about the chiefs but this is a chargers team that might make it closer than some people would expect yeah, of course. We I think everyone likes uh, Herbert and the way that he's doing. Um, he still managed to win Rookie of the Year, even though he was sacked 32 times, an additional 70 hits, and pressured on 28.7% of his dropbacks last season. So even Ooh, that's even a lot with, of stats. Yeah, yeah, and even with that, he was still able to make things happen. And so as uh, a rookie. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they have problems on their defense, or at least questions on their defense. They finished 18th in defensive efficiency last year. Um, So, you know, they have a new head coach uh, who was the former defensive coordinator for the Rams. So you hope that he gives an impact to, you know, the defensive side of the ball. But if Herbert continues to progress, I don't think, I mean, we've talked about, we don't think they're going to be, you know, competing for the 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 division because the chiefs have that locked up but again looking at that wild card spot the chargers are definitely one of those teams that are um in line to kind of compete for that at least yeah uh, and you know the raiders are what they are at, at this point i i think they're just a team that offensively doesn't have that wow factor. Derek Carr, I think at this point, you kind of know what he is, and he's just an average quarterback. Their defense simply is not good, and they don't have the wide receivers, an offensive line, a disappointment in Josh Jacobs. They brought in Kenyon Drake. I I think the Raiders actually are my pick to bring up the rear of the AFC West this year. Um, So we'll keep an eye on that. Let's go to the wild card because, remember, you have three teams to pick now, Taylor, not just two. Your three wild card teams. Okay, so I, I think I already talked about most of them. I think the Chargers, we just talked about them. I think that they are definitely going to be competing for that wild card spot or one of those three wild sure. card spots. And then uh, going back to the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens yep. or the Cleveland Browns, depending on who you pick to win. Obviously, we both picked the Browns to win the division. So whichever the team doesn't win, I think will be that team that competes for that and, and might get that. And then then the last one is tough. The last one is tough because in a perfect world, 
if I'm saying the Titans are winning the, 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 the division, then the Colts are the team that I would like to be in that spot. Um, and I think that they, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think that they will. Regardless of all the injuries and stuff, I think that they will at least come back midseason or hopefully shortly before midseason. They will get the necessary pieces back. The offensive line will become healthy again. Carson will play, and they will grab that last Man, wild card spot. I don't, I don't like this at all. We <laughs> agree on all seven oh, playoff spots. <laughs> In the AFC this year, you know it's not going to go this way. You just know not, it. Yeah, I, I, I think the Chargers and the Ravens are clear-cut wild-card spots. They're just the product of having two good divisions. Um, Look, the Chargers mm-hmm. are looking up at the Chiefs, who, duh. And then the Browns and the Ravens, I just like the Browns more, but I was going to put whoever doesn't win that division in the playoffs. That's neither here nor there. Then it comes down to who after that. When I look at a surprise team, I mentioned the Broncos. Keep in mind that they might be there. Hey, if Teddy Bridgewater becomes serviceable and they get that production out of the defense, the Broncos could be a team that are there. Um, I was considering the Patriots. However, Mm -hmm. I I think with the direction that they're going by simply straight up cutting Cam, that they believe this is a transition year and there's nothing wrong with that. However, I like the Colts at this point more Based on the fact of how high I am that Carson's going to have a rebound, I like Frank Reich as a coach. You have a great, you have a great defense, very mm-hmm. good defense. Um, hopefully, the offensive line gets a shit together. Um, you have Jonathan Taylor, good, game. good complimentary running back, and um, Marlon Mack. I think they will be uh, in competition for the best one-two punch. Honestly, I think people are underrating how much the Colts are going to use Marlon Mack. I really um, think it's going to be a two-headed monster in the backfield there. Michael Pittman is, if he wasn't already wide receiver one, which he should be, definitely is now losing T.Y. Hilton Mm -hmm. for the start of the year. That's not great because there's not many complimentary pieces. You have Paris Campbell, who you like him, but he's been a disappointment. Um, He hasn't had a lot of time to actually play, and especially not. Right, keeps getting hurt. He keeps getting hurt. Yeah, so does T.Y. Hilton. I mean, T.Y. Hilton, I didn't, I literally, like, going into the season, I love T.Y., I have his jersey, but... I wasn't even like expecting him to play. Honestly, he's always injured. Like he always gets injured. So it's like he barely ever plays. So I'm not even worried about that because we've been playing without him for so damn long. Um. So I I think the Colts have enough to at least get into the playoffs. Um. I just I'm not sure if they have enough to go much further than just making it. Um. I don't feel confident about putting the Colts in. The playoffs, however, I'm going to anyway. So we all agree. Bills win the East. Browns win the North. Titans win the South. Chiefs win the West. And our three wild cards are the Chargers, Ravens, and Colts. So if I'm taking the Colts out and I want to, if if I'm looking at it and they just have terrible season, they have the, the injuries plague them the whole time, and I'm looking for alternatives, um, that's when I'm, yeah, I know you said the Broncos I'm looking at the Patriots. I, I really don't think they see it as a transition year. I think that this move and not even just benching cam, but straight up cutting him. I think it sends a message to me that they believe that Mac Jones can be the guy. And so I think well, that sure. they are going to compete and, you know, you can never count out Bill Belichick. He's going to have tricks of his sleeve on defense. Their defense is getting pieces back. Guys who opted out of the season last year due to COVID, they're going to be here. They're going to be ready to play. I think their defense is going to be better than people think. And then the other teams I'm looking at are 
I I do think the Pittsburgh Steelers could possibly possibly sneak in there. They'll be in the I hunt, but I just don't. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think their defense has suffered a bunch, but I don't think it's it's completely gone. And I like I said, I do believe in Najee Harris a lot, and so I think that they could scrape up enough of a run game to support uh, Big Ben, and they could possibly grab that spot if the Colts are completely going to fall off and be injured the whole season. God forbid. Knock on All right. So who's your AFC champ? It's the chiefs. I don't know. I, I mean, they, they had one flaw last year, one, one glaring flaw. I mean, their defense has never been great, but if it can do enough to stop, you know, slow down teams and the, the offense is putting up 40 points a game, then it's hard to beat that. Their one problem the reason they lost the Super Bowl, in my opinion, is their offensive line, and they fixed it. They have got went out and got a bunch of guys, and so it's revamped. It's ready to go. As long as they don't have, suffer any injuries, it's going to be the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, and it's not particularly close. No, I, I agree with you. I think the Chiefs are by far and away the best team in the AFC. They address the offensive line. It is now a very, very good offensive line. Yes. Um, I expect a big leap from Clyde Edwards-Alaire from the from the rushing perspective. Um, I'm not. I, I think Nicole Hardman will bring up a, a you know the the la- the slack that Sammy Watkins left behind. I think he's ready to take a leap. Obviously, Tyree Kill. You have Travis Kelsey. Um, the offense is loaded. I, we all know this, and the defense got better as well. This is just a look. This is just a Chiefs team that's going to be good, going to be dominant. And I, I mean, it it might be spicy to pick the Bills. They're just not on the Chiefs level, not yet. No, the the Bills will definitely compete. I I I would probably agree that it's going to be Bills Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. But you look at what the Chiefs did on their offensive line. They added Orlando Brown, signed Mike Remmers, Kyle Long, Austin Blythe, and Joe Tooney. Yeah. I mean, and they drafted Creed Humphrey to add more depth to that line. It it as long as that line is healthy, it's much improved. Well, you and- saw. I mean, look, this is what good teams do. You saw what the reason why you lost the Super Bowl. Tampa the had a field reason. day on Patrick Mahomes, and mm-hmm. he had not a chance. Mm-hmm. Not even Patrick Mahomes could figure it out. That's how bad it was. Um, the yeah. Tampa dominated that Super Bowl. They addressed it, and the fact that they addressed it and, in in my eyes, got better on both sides of the football. Um, this is just a team that, with such a creative play caller and Andy Reid, um, yep. kept Eric Bieniemy. Now, that's not huge, but – Keeping the coaching staff in place as well, not losing anybody is consistency. consistency across the board. Mahomes is Mahomes. How can you not pick the Chiefs? I mean, listen, Mahomes, even even running for his life in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know they didn't put up a ton of points, but he Almost still it. was Almost. he was he was still making plays while running for his life because he's that good. So if you just protect him even a little bit, even if he had been protected a modicum more than he was, there's a good chance that they could have competed and maybe won that Super Bowl. So yeah, giving him this offensive line, which is as solid an offensive line as you could hope for, I think that they are going to be a dangerous team. They might go 16 and 1 and 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 get to the Super Bowl. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's good. They, they I don't really think they are. get less than 14 wins, honestly. I don't think and it they sounds like it, it almost feels like such a cop out picking the Chiefs, but you, you almost it, have it, you just have to. I, 
I just don't know who else to pick. I mean, I, I guess the Bills, maybe you could pick them, but like, I, just, I don't I've feel seen no. it too many times. No, yeah, no. Patrick Mahomes is so good. Like, he's just, it's insane how good he is. Like, I know that people hype him up, and some people get mad that the media hypes him up so much. And like, every pass he throws, they're like, oh you my know, God, it's amazing. But some, he is some people worry about good. like him turning into Steph Curry. Like, when Steph Curry came first on the scene, like, people loved him, and now he's not really universally liked because people hated what the Warriors were. I don't think I could ever hate Patrick Mahomes. He's just that Agreed. fun to watch. I, I'm going to an Eagles game this year. I had to, like, the Eagles play the Chiefs. Do I expect the Eagles to beat the Chiefs? No, not in a slightest. But am I going to pay to watch Patrick Mahomes? You're goddamn right I am. He's that, he he's must-watch football every yeah. single week. The Chiefs got, I, 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 you know, there's part of me that just wishes I was a Chiefs fan to make it easy on myself. But no, I'm I'm an Eagles fan, and that's that's well, that's, let's, that's let's fine put it this and way. dandy. As soon as the Colts are out, if they don't make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs and they lose, I will root for the Chiefs. That's just how it is. I want Patrick Mahomes to win because I just like him as a person, as a player. He's amazing to watch. He's so fun to watch. He makes every game fun. If he, if he's in the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is automatically that much more fun to watch. I can't agree anymore. Um, before we head to the NFC, I do want to remind people that it is still summertime. Believe it or not, it is quickly dwindling down this weekend's Labor Day, Taylor, and we're talking NFL football. But mm-hmm. while I can still say it, I'm going to say it. It's summertime, which means it's trade-in season right now. Every dealer wants your trade-in right now. So let's play a hypothetical game. You've traded in your vehicle. Now what? There's a shortage of inventory in the market that has stayed the same all summer long. So you trade it in, get the money in your hands. That's great. But now what? They don't have anything for you to buy. I have a suggestion. Go to Mohawk Honda. Not only do they give you top dollar for that trade in, they also have acres and acres of inventory for you to choose from. They have the largest inventory of vehicles, matter of fact, in the entire capital region up here in upstate New York. And that means you can choose the one that's right for you. Sure, some other dealers talk about their values, but Mohawk would rather show you theirs. And that's the value in selection and more importantly, the value at how you're treated at Mohawk Honda. Don't go and feel pressured into buying something from another dealer that simply you don't want, but that's the best that they can do and you settle. Go to Mohawk Honda. Buy the vehicle you deserve. Their vast selection of certified pre-owned vehicles is guaranteed to fit your needs, your lifestyle, and not the other dealer so-called values that I just mentioned. This summer, while it's still here, selection is king, and no one has more to choose from than Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Let's head to the NFC, Taylor. We we broke down the AFC. Now let's I break think we're going to disagree a little more on these ones. Yeah, I, I think the NFC is going to be a little bit more of a crapshoot than the AFC, which I think shows you how much deeper the NFC is than the AFC. Just, just mm-hmm. my little thought out there. Let's go to the NFC East. And I've heard excuse, like not excuses, but I've heard reasoning behind every single team in the NFC East to win this division. Taylor, I will let you go first. The NFC least from last year. I think it's a much more improved division. Um, I know who you're going to pick, but for the people that don't remember, because I know you've said it multiple times on the show Mm -hmm. already, who is your NFC East pick? Okay, so I'm just going to go out and say it. 
uh, people who have been listening from day one will probably remember that I've said it a couple times. You're right. I think that the Washington football team is going to win the division. <laughs> I think that they their one problem last year, or at least their biggest problem last year, was quarterback play or lack thereof, relying on guys like Dwayne Haskins and aging Alex Smith, who is now out of the league and retired, and Tyler Heineke. If that doesn't tell you exactly what their biggest problem was, then I don't know what is. And now they have a guy who, he's not elite. Don't get me wrong. Not saying he's elite. Not saying he's going to put the team on his back. But he has a little thing that we like to call Fitzmagic that sometimes he can just get in the zone and start wheeling and dealing. And I think that with him at the helm, with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm, they are going to have at least – decent consistent quarterback play that they can rely on for the most part i think that they have terry mclaurin who is one of the best wide receivers in the league i think he's going to show that this year that's why i picked him in fantasy i have him in our league because i made sure that i got him in the second or third round i don't know i got him at the turn um i think it was second round this is my second pick um i think he's going to be great because he's already been great with the guys like Dwayne Haskins. So I think giving him Ryan Fitzpatrick, who can actually get him the ball, especially deep down the field, I think he's going to have a field day. I think their defense is pretty damn good. They have one of, if not the best, um, lines, defensive lines in the league, especially when you have a guy like Chase Young who's anchoring it, and he's going to take a next step from a strong rookie season. I think that he will be even better than before. I think he will be, you know, up there with the likes of, you know, Von Miller or whoever you want to put up there, uh, Miles Garrett. I think he will be competing for, you know, even a defensive player of the year, even. I think he's that good. And they upgraded a couple, they upgraded at corner. They got William Jackson the third, brought in Curtis Samuel to help add other weapons to find Fitzpatrick. We all know about Antonio Gibson and how they want to turn him into the next Christian McCaffrey. That's all that we've been hearing. That's why his stock in fantasy has risen uh, quite a lot. He's even going, you know, in the first round at the end. If you have a 14 team league of like ours, he definitely went towards the end of the first round. Or Sony Michelle, whichever one. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that. The NFC is going NFC East is going to be won by the Washington football team. As the other teams, I don't believe in Dallas. I think that they're going to be at least competing, sure. Um, but I don't see them more than like a nine and eight. I'd say eight and eight, but obviously they can't. So they're gonna be a nine and eight. I would even say if they were eight and nine, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh the Eagles, I'm sorry. I don't think they're going to be very good. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be good. I think they have a lot of question marks. Um, and so I I think they're going to be middle of the road there. Um, I maybe a, trending I, have a, towards... I, have, I have a question mark about who my real friends are now. They might be, I mean, they might be as bad as like, I don't, I don't want to say it because I think you're going to smack me when, next time you see it. But I think they could go six and 10. Like, I, I don't think they're a very good team. <laughs> But I think we can both agree that the worst team in the league is, or the worst team in the division is going to be the Giants, and I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I think they could, mm-hmm. they could get as many as fourteen losses, only win like three games. Mm-hmm. I think well, that that, that be, part's music to my ears. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're going to be good um, at all. But, let's uh, start uh, with go that ahead, because go ahead, go look, ahead. looking at the Giants, um, 
bunch of pathetic losers, sad ass <laughs> excuse of a franchise. Um, you have your team fighting in the middle of practice. You have your head coach making assistant coaches run. You have Daniel Jones throwing wide open interceptions in the end zone. Players you have, retiring. Mid you have players camp. retiring because they can't stand Joe Judge, and you could call the player soft, or you could just call Joe Judge asinine, which is probably the more accurate. Um, philosophy you have a terrible offensive line um andrew thomas is a joke uh you have daniel jones who has shown no signs of progression uh you have an oft injured kenny galladay your first round pick can't even get on the field in Kadarius tony uh saquon barkley as much as i love him don't even know how he's going to start off the year uh this is a dumpster fire of an offense that's going to leave a defense that I think overperformed last year. Now are they, you know, a serviceable defense? Absolutely. But overperformed last year, and they're going to be put in a lot worse spots this year. The Giants are a dumpster fire franchise. Um, I don't understand why some people actually thought this Giants team could do something this year. They're terrible. They're bad. Um, and I just, I don't believe in them at all. Um, when it comes to, Washington, Philly, and Dallas. I think they're all very close. I think this is a legit three-team race. And I'm not going to pick Dallas because Dak Prescott is not 100%. Um, he won't be 100% all year long. Yeah, you have all the sexy, shiny new toys and CeeDee Lamb. You have Amari Cooper. You have Michael Gallup. You have an aging offensive line that's not as good anymore. You have Zeke, who's regressed every single year. I'll believe it when I see it, when he has a bounce back year, if he so does. You have a clueless head coach in Mike McCarthy and a dumpster fire of a defense. This screams an eight-win football team all over the place. I'm not taking Dallas. You could go ahead and send them to the Super Bowl if you want. Not me. Not even winning the division. Won't even see the playoffs. To me, this comes down to Philly and Washington. And really, Washington's going to be there because they have that defense like you mentioned, Taylor. They do have... Um, one of the better defenses in all of football. However, Ryan Fitzpatrick is what he is. He had a similar situation with the Jets. Um, you saw how that ended. They still couldn't get over the hump because as many times as Ryan's fit, Ryan Fitzpatrick is serviceable is as many times as he is horrendous as well. He could put up stinkers too. And the fact that Ron Rivera did not announce Fitzpatrick to be the starter until this past weekend, Taylor Heineke was pushing him, says a lot. Um, I like McLaurin. I do. I think he is one of the better upcoming wide receivers in all of football. I like Antonio Gibson. However, as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick is your quarterback, I'm not picking you to win a division. I'm just not. I'm sorry. Which leads me That's to... Funny because I picked them to win the division because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Which, you're right. Which leads me to the Eagles. Now, this is on the basis that Jalen Hurts takes the growth that I, in my gut, did not expect him to take. However, everything that I've heard of this summer is that he has looked good. Uh, he has been outperforming any quarterback that has seen the field um, with him. That has uh, a defense that in my opinion, has one of the top five defensive lines in all of football. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Malik Jackson, um, not Malik Jackson, uh, Milton Williams. 
Javon Hargrave. This is one of the most daunting defensive lines in all of football. A secondary with Darius Slay and Steven Nelson. Rodney McLeod did not get put on the pup list. He is back. One of the most sneaky signings in all of football and safety, Anthony Harris, who was pro football focuses highest graded safety over the past two seasons, two years ago, led the NFL in interceptions. One of the better offensive lines in football when healthy. And guess what? They're healthy. Lane Johnson at right tackle, Brandon Brooks at right guard, Jason Kelsey at center, Isaac Sayamalu at left guard and Jordan Mailata. Great story. Now taking over at left tackle. You have Miles Sanders at running back. You have, spelled by Boston Scott and rookie Kenneth Gainwell, you have one of the best tight end duos in all of football because he is on the roster. That is Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. You can laugh at all you want at Zach Ertz, but he's still one of the better, completes one of the better duos at tight end in all football for a team that's going to be using a lot of two tight end sets. Wide receiver-wise, Jalen Rager can't be as bad as he was last year. I just don't expect it. <laughs> I just don't accept your argument is he can't be as bad as he was. (laughs) You brought in Heisman winner, but you brought it because he won't be as bad because of this Heisman trophy winner, Devontae Smith. And the way I have been told Devontae has been throughout the summer is, and Adam Kaplan made this comparison as well. It's like what his route running is like watching Allen Iverson cross up defenders in his heyday. He is that crisp of a runner. He is making veteran corners look that silly, and people do not know how to defend him. This kid is a stud, and I am all for watching him explode this year. And Taylor, I know you're high on him as well because you drafted him in front of me, and I was very upset yes, with I you. I did. That um, was probably the only pick that I got over you, and I, I may have reached a bit to do it. That's okay. Um, no and, and then Kez Watkins has surprised as well. I have said multiple times on this show. I have said multiple times on my Made for Philly podcast, and I will say it here again. This comes down to a talented roster, kind of similar to the Broncos, right? But a a very talented roster that relies on the performance of the quarterback. I could, you are very right by saying that they could be a six win football team. And I'm not calling you crazy Taylor. However, Mm -hmm. I've seen more personally because I was on the cusp of saying this is a bad football team. I'm not, I'm not in on over the summer though. Jalen hurts has grown on me. He has shown that at least I know that he is going to be put in every position possible to prove to this franchise that he is the franchise quarterback. Nick Sirianni, the jury's out, but I think both you and I agree that he has that background that he could be a successful NFL head coach. I am going with the Eagles to win this very, very winnable division. Now, if they were in a division with, you know, Hmm. in like the NFC nor really any other division, I wouldn't be saying this, but the NFC East is so gettable I'm taking the birds. Yes. Um, I, I, I agree with some of what you said. I like Devontae Smith. Obviously I drafted him. I hope he does well because then he'll, he'll be sitting right in my flex and uh, chilling out right there <clears throat> on, in my fantasy team. But I just, I don't know. There's too many questions about this team for me to pick them to win. Uh, we don't know what Jalen hurts really is going to look like come NFL actual game play. We only saw him four times and he looked, you know, 
iffy at best in those four games. Um, your offensive line, you know, on paper, they look good. If they can all stay healthy, then yeah, you, you'll have one of the better offensive lines. But I mean, last year they couldn't stay healthy and they ranked 19th and they were shuffled around constantly because of injuries, because of everything else. And so they had 11 different players up front last year. And so I don't know if I can, can if I can trust this offensive line to stay healthy. And then obviously you got Nick Serini and you don't know how he's going to perform as an NFL head coach. And so with all that being said, all those ifs, I'm going to take Washington who I know you're taking, you don't need to yeah, say, yeah, 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 I know yeah, you're yeah. taking yeah. little bum. And then, and then, I mean, on the Dallas side of things, I, I really do think that Dallas could be a great team. They, they've, they've always had the personnel and I think they continue to, they have like, CD Lamb, Amari I've, Cooper. I've heard this song every year, Taylor. I've heard this song every I know. year. And so many years they've been decent. And I think that they could get to nine. Some, years they've, been, some years they've been decent. Do you hear yourself? It's exactly my point. <laughs> That's why I'm not picking them to win. I'm just saying they could. And I think they'll do better than the Eagles. I think the Eagles... I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the guy, and that's really the biggest issue. I don't, because I believe I don't know if in Dak either. Prescott yeah. more than Jalen Hurts, and that's just the fact of the matter. As long as he's healthy, and I don't—he's going into the season not completely healthy, but you know what? I believe in him more than Jalen Hurts, and that's why at this point I have Dallas over Philly, and obviously Washington is winning. And well, I'm not saying you're wrong. Let's let's saying. shake hands where we can. The Giants are gonna suck. <laughs> Seriously, they look they look horrendous the other night, and, and that was with starters against Patriots backups. So have fun with yeah. that, Giants fans. Uh, let's go to the yeah, NFC. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's let's go to the NFC North, and uh, you, you know this is where you know they have the dumpster fire Detroit Lions. This was the other team I was talking about. Um, Detroit Lions might may might be one of the worst teams as well. I think them and Houston are gonna go neck and neck for winning one game this year. Um, but then you have, you know, obviously the green Bay Packers, the Rogers is swan song up in Lambeau and then the Vikings and the bears with a lot of intrigue there as well. Taylor, take it away with the NFC North. Okay. So when I look at the, the bottom, let's go, let's start with the bottom. Cause it's obvious it's going to be Detroit. Um, I mean, they have Jared Goff, but Goff has never been that elite so bad. Guy. So yeah. bad. No, he's not been that lead guy, and that's why he, I mean, LA sold him and got rid of him and upgraded um, with Matthew Stafford, and Detroit downgraded. So they were not great with Matthew Stafford, and now they're getting a lesser quarterback in Jared Goff, along with all the other problems they have. They don't have a the great offensive line. Their defense is nothing. Like they're just going to be the worst. I think they're going to be the worst team in the league. I'll go and say it, you know, one to two wins. Maybe they squeak out a third one if some team implodes on the way. Um, but I think the winner of this division is going to be the Green Bay Packers. I believe that the, as you say, the swan song for Aaron Rodgers and possibly Devonte Adams, both maybe on the way out after this season. Um, I think they're still going to be great because I think that Aaron Rodgers is still great. The dude is ridiculous. He throws so many touchdowns, but only has like seven interceptions. Like you just can't beat him. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. He can move. He, I mean, 
he's got every superlative in the book. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not, you know, top two behind Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> and so I think that they're going to be just what they were last year. I think last year they won like 13 games and this year they're going to be just up there again. I think they can win 13, 12, anywhere in that uh, area. The next team would be the the Minnesota Vikings, but they're headed by Kirk Cousins, who I don't believe is that guy. I think that he they can only go as far as Kirk Cousins takes them. They have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, who I like. They have a good offense. Their defense is not bad. They have Dalvin Cook, but I think Kirk Cousins is the guy that really um, <laughs> is 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 the roadblock for them. Anti-vax Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, uh, if I die, I die. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, but yeah, they, they lost uh, Danielle Hunter to injuries in uh, in 2020, and so I mean they're gonna be better, you'd think, on that side of the ball. But yeah, I I, I think that they're gonna be a mediocre middle of the road team, like a nine and eight type looking team. Um, so yeah, I think. Oh, and Chicago. Chicago is a big if because they're in that transitional phase where at some point you expect Justin Fields to take over. And, I mean, if he comes out and he's a world beater and he really shows that he is the the guy halfway through the season, maybe they turn it around and grab one of those uh, those wild card spots. But I don't think that they'll be really competing for, you know, the division at this point. I think it's, for me, it's the Packers' division to lose. I, I, I agree with you completely. Um, look, the Bears, like you said, are in that transitional phase. I don't need to talk about the Lions any more than you already did. They just are <laughs> a bad football team. Um, look, the, the Bears defense is still something that you obviously like. Uh, I just look at some point Fields is going to be the quarterback. And as much as we like fields, he's not going to take a team to the playoffs. I just think they're not there yet as a team And the Vikings. I, I do. I do like them because of the weapons on offense and a sneaky, good defense um, that not a lot of people think about anymore, but this is man. It, the Packers are the dominant team in this division. In my eyes, I don't think it's going to be particularly close who wins this division. I'm going with the Packers as well. Um, NFC South, which holds the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they are probably the heads on favorite to win this division because it's a lot of, <clears throat> um, a lot of question marks behind them, but I'll let you go first. All right. In terms of this division, yeah, I think the the leaders in the clubhouse are you got to give it to the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They, I think, retained basically all of their starters. Um, so that that's at least on offense. I know they did. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, their offense is going to be, you know, first time, as- first time a Super Bowl champion has returned every single Super Bowl starter from the previous year. It's unbelievable. Yeah, every single so, Super Bowl starter is back. Every single one. Yeah, so exactly, they're they're gonna be what we know they are—the Super Bowl winning team. So yeah, I think they're going to win the division, um, especially because if you look at you know Carolina Panthers, they're starting you know Sam Darnold. So we we really don't know how that is gonna go. I mean, I still believe that Sam Darnold can be a decent quarterback. I don't think he is what the Jets made him be because I think the Jets just poison. Every good quarterback, we'll see if that happens to Zach Wilson. We're praying not because I would love to see the Jets be 
at least somewhat good. I have Jets friends and I feel bad for them, <laughs> but I think Tampa Bay is going to um, not necessarily run away with this division because I think it's a lot closer than people may think with the New Orleans Saints because they downgraded, you could call it maybe a downgrade um, to Jameis Winston. But as I started to come around, I think either last week or the week before when we were talking about the, our, our preseason um, <clears throat> kind of views, I think James Winston is going to have a pretty good year. I think that he won't throw as many interceptions. I'm I'm hoping, or I, I, I imagine Sean Payton is going to reel him in a bit and maybe he'll make a few better decisions and he can still throw for like 4,000, 5,000 yards and 20 to 30 touchdowns. And if he gets it down to say, 10 interceptions or even even 15 would be better than 30 obviously and he <laughs> still got Camara um Marcus Cal Marquis Callaway he's been having a lot of connection with him Michael Thomas just got put on the the pup list I think so he won't be back for at yep, least miss six at least weeks first he has to miss at least five games yep yeah yeah so he'll he'll be back maybe around you know mid-season ish a little before a little before mid-season 17 games now so um yeah so I think if he comes back um, and sometime in the season, he can shore up that offense even more. Um, I think their defense, their defensive line is, is still pretty good. Um, they've got a lot of good pieces there. So I think that they will be more competitive than people think, because I mean, if you remember Drew Brees wasn't amazing his last year, he was definitely showing his age. And I, I think getting Jameis Winston, I think is going to open up the offense a little bit more than even it was possibly with Drew. And I think people are underestimating what Jameis can do because we've only seen him in one place, Tampa Bay. And he was obviously, he fell out of favor there. And so I think coming back and <clears throat> having a fresh place with a star running back in Alvin Kamara to help him, um, they're going to probably put in, um, uh, what am I losing him? Their backup quarterback. He Taysom Hill. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Taysom Hill. They're going to put him in to do, you know, those gadget plays and those, those wild card type options. So the, the offense I think is going to be creative. I think it's going to be more successful than people think. And as for the Falcons, I love Kyle Pitts and I think their offense can be explosive with him and Calvin Ridley. Um, but they have questions on defense and I just don't think that they're going to be really competitive in this division. No, I, I, I agree that the Falcons are going to bring up the rear in this division. You kind of have that transition phase. You have weapons on offense in Pitts and Ridley. You have an aging quarterback in Matt Ryan and Mike Davis at running back with a head coach that wants to establish the run game. However, you're going to be so far behind because you have such a bad defense that you're going to have to throw the ball and they're not going to be able to get into their game plan like Arthur Smith would like to do. I just think it's a bad combination right now. I'm not saying the outlook on the Falcons years in a like two to three years is bad, but Matt Ryan, I just don't think it's going to be this year. They bring up the rear um, Carolina, I think could surprise some people, especially if Sam Darnold takes that leap. However, in a deep NFC, um, I just, I can't put them there. So I put them third. The saints are definitely the second best team in the division. Now, how good of a second team in a division are they going to be? I'm not sure. I think Jameis Winston will be serviceable, but when it comes to pushing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, spot on top of the division, I just don't see it. Uh, a lot of questions surrounding the Saints um, defensively now as well. 
Uh, I just, I don't think they have it. Tampa Bay is by far and away the best team in the NFC South. You already explained why I'm going to take Tampa on top. They're returning every single Super Bowl starter. I, I, mm-hmm. I just, I just find them to be very good, obviously led by the trio of wide receivers they have and Godwin, AB and Evans. You have Gronk at tight end, a very good offensive line, Brady at quarterback, Fournette and Rojo, Giovanni Bernard is there as well. A, one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in football and Bruce mm-hmm. Arians. I mean, it, it's just a, it's, it's hard not to pick Tampa. So I'm going to go Tampa as well. Uh, let, let's go to the NFC West. And this is probably one of the more intriguing divisions because I think it's the deepest division in football. Oh, for I, sure. I, I'm going to say, and that's because even the fourth place team might finish over 500. Um, this is a tough division to divide, but uh, I'll give you first crack at who you're taking. Oh, yeah, this division is definitely the deepest in football, and it's it's not particularly close. I think like, you know, all four of these teams could easily compete um, for a playoff spot and you know, with the being three <clears throat> wildcard spots, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't call you crazy if you thought that the NFC West is going to have like three people or three teams in the playoffs. Um, I think the leader for this one, wow, uh, it's hard. I think I'm going to go with the Rams. I think the Rams upgraded tremendously with Matthew Stafford. I think their offense is going to get back to that high flying. Um, their high flying really pounded in their uh, offense, like with, with Cooper cup and Robert Woods getting the long balls from Matthew Stafford. I think that they're going to be very explosive. You have questions at running back. Obviously they don't have like a Todd Gurley anymore. So they're, they're going with uh, Daryl Henderson slash Sonny Michelle. We'll very, high that goes. very high on yeah. Henderson. Yeah, they lost Acres, but um, Henderson's still that guy, and maybe they'll pepper in some Sonny Michelle. Hopefully, for Dan's sake, they pepper him in a lot to make it worth that trade. Um, <clears throat> and their defense, obviously, headed by the one of, if not the best player in all of football, in Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, Jalen Ramsey he, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen Ramsey also one of the best uh, defenders in football at his position possibly the best again um best corner best uh interior lineman so yeah their defense is going to be very good i think that they're going to win in this division but it's going to be close because i like seattle too because russell wilson is you know one of my favorite quarterbacks i think he's quite amazing i think he can definitely uh carry a team but he also has some inconsistencies at times where he starts off hot in the season and then by the end middle and the end of season he kind of falls off and and if they can't rely on their run game uh with chris carson um he's in and out of the lineup sometimes gets injured and i I don't trust their offensive line as much and their defense isn't what it used to be so i do think that they're going to have some trouble I mean, Arizona, I like. I like their offense. Kyler Murray, he's on my fantasy team, so I really hope that he goes off. Um, but they have questions at running back, Chase Edmonds, or is it James Conner? You know, it might be running back by committee. We don't know. Um, they have D-Hop, which is great, obviously. He's going to be one of the best receivers in football, as always. Um, and then San Francisco, it's hard to say because they were so decimated by injuries last year that coming back this year – um, I think that their defense obviously is going to be improved because they're getting guys like Nick Bosa back. And Absolutely. I think they'll, 
he'll be ready for a vengeance come this year. So I think they will have one of the best defenses. And I think this team is going to be the team that pushes the Rams the most uh, for the, the division. Um, I believe that Garoppolo, I've said this before, that he's going to start more games than Lance. I don't know if Lance is even going to play, in my opinion, um, because I think if they do well with Garoppolo, I think they'll stick with Garoppolo. And I think they can get the 10 wins if they start Garoppolo the whole season. And, and that's minimum, I think, they could get 10 wins. Um, they have one of the best run games in football just based on scheme. Um, Shanahan is, you know, he's a genius when it comes to devising run plays. And so you have Mostert and then Trey Sermon, who is probably going to take over the job. At least I believe that. I tried to get him in fantasy. I failed at that, but um, I think that he's going to take over the job. I think that their run game is going to be a dynamic and explosive and I think that they're going to be the ones to push the Rams. But ultimately, I think the Rams take this division. I'm taking the Rams. I think they're one of the best teams in all of football, not just this division. I'm taking the Rams to win. Um, I Look, I, I think Matthew Stafford is an MVP candidate, not just um, mm-hmm. an upgrade at the quarterback position, but really put in a position to succeed. They have a strong running game still with Henderson. And as we've mentioned, Sony Michelle. Um, they have plenty of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And then that defense don't need, doesn't even need my explanation. Um, let's go to Seattle because like you said, Russell Wilson starts off hot. Seattle always starts off hot. And then it kind of seems like to cool off down the stretch. I like Seattle enough that they're going to be second in this division. And I, I really think that, you know, the defense got better. They got Gerald Everett at tight end. Um, I'm willing to see what Seattle does. And, and I think they will be uh, pushing the Rams to win the division. I'm then going to go with San Francisco because like you, I, I think if Garoppolo becomes a start, stays the starting quarterback, they have the defense and they have the built in offense to really surprise people because everybody's thinking about last year and the down year that they had. This is a talented roster that is two years removed from making the Super Bowl and a healthy Garoppolo, a healthy defense, uh, I, I think are going to surprise people. The big question mark is, does Trey Lance come in this year? And I talked last week that Trey Lance is inevitable. Um, I, my gut though says that they, if there's a team to redshirt their rookie quarterback, I think it's the Niners. And I See? think they might redshirt Trey Lance. I'm talking you um, into it. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think because of his contract situation, they're going to give him this year. And if they keep winning, it's hard to replace him, right? Like you said last week. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is a talented team. They are going to win football games. So I'm going to go with San Francisco at thir- in third, which is not a knock on them. This is a deep division like we just talked about. And then I'm going to bring up Arizona, who could surprise people. Some people are putting them, them in the playoffs as well. Obviously, we know about the offense. I just have questions about that defense. I really do. Um, they lost Malcolm Butler now as well. I, I just don't. I don't believe in that defense and they're going to be on the field a lot just because of the quick pace of play um, that the Cardinals play on the offensive side of the ball. It just is what it is. I saw it under Chip Kelly as well. Um, it, mm-hmm. You just get tired. And I think that it, it's sustainable for the regular season, but not enough to get them to the playoffs in a deep division, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe you're right. All four Tennessee West teams, that would be wild to make the playoffs, but they're going (laughs) to Arizona for me is bringing up the rear. So 
let's talk wild card and I'll just shoot mine out real quick and then I'll let you go. I'm going to go with um, Seattle, San Francisco, like I talked about. I like both of those teams a lot. And then, and I think we're going to disagree on this last team. I'm going Minnesota. And the reason I'm going Minnesota is because they have the good defense. They are well well uh, coached. Kirk Cousins, to your point, Taylor, is what he is. He can get you as far as he can get you, which could be a wild card spot. A seventh seed is not out of the question for a very talented Vikings offense that has Kirk Cousins. You could do worse than Kirk Cousins. You could do a hell of a lot better, but you could do worse as well. Um, I think this is a Vikings team that will be fighting for a wild card, and I I was really kind of stuck between them and the Saints as my third team in, and I'm going with the Vikings because I don't know if Jameis is going to be the starting quarterback all year round. I have a gut feeling that the first time he throws five interceptions, Taysom Hill is going to see the field, and we're going to be doing this flip-flop all year between Mm -hmm. Jameis and Taysom, and I just don't got time for that. They don't have enough weapons outside of Kamara for me to be convinced that the Saints are going to put enough points on the board. I'm going with Minnesota, so my... Uh, my wild card, Seattle, San Fran, and Mini. All right, so I'm I am going to go with Seattle, although they have big question marks for me. Uh, I think they'll scrape by just on Russell Wilson's talent alone, but they still have yet to really focus on getting improving their offensive line, which gave up 40 sacks uh, of Russell Wilson last year. That's a lot of sacks. And so it's it's a big issue for them. He's always running for his life. The thing that they fall back on is that he's just so good that he can make plays in the van of a Patrick Mahomes. He can make plays even when he's running for his life. And so I think that they sneak in um, with the third um, wild card spot. I also think the Niners are going to get in. I talked about it. I think that they're going to actually push the Rams for the division lead. So I think that they will come out on top. I like them a lot. I think that they're going to stick with Garoppolo. I think Trey Lance will get redshirted because like you just said, like I've said in the past, it's going to be hard to replace Garoppolo when they're winning. And I think they will be winning because they're still going to have that strong running game and they're going to have that defense coming back and wanting a vengeance for having their season derailed. Basically in week one, they were, they were done. Um, So I think that they're going to come back ripping and roaring on defense. And I think the Niners are going to take that, other spot and then the third spot i am going to pivot away from what you said and i'm going to actually take the saints because i believe in Jameis winston this season i think Jameis Someone is, has not, to. is not going to throw five picks in a game and even if he does he's going to have the leeway to keep playing because i also think he'll probably throw four touchdowns that game too and i think that even in the uh, like I, I think the Saints are going to be better than people think. I think that a lot of people think that because Drew Brees is gone, that they're just going to fall off a cliff. I think that they're going to miss Michael Thomas for sure. They're going to miss Michael Thomas, but he hypothetically is not going to be gone the whole season. He's going to be back after say six games, hopefully for their sake. Um, and when once he comes back, they're going to have him. They're going to have Callaway. They're going to have Kamara. They're going to have their tight ends. I think that they're going to be able to scrape by with enough to to get that last wild card spot. So I think the Niners, the Saints, and Seattle. 
All right, so we disagree on one wild card team where you have the Saints, I have the Vikings, and then we disagree on the NFC East where I have the Eagles and you have the Washington football team. The NFC North, we both have the Packers. South, we have the Bucks, And the West, we have the Rams. Let's go Super Bowl pick uh, for the NFC, our NFC champion. I'll go first, and I'm going with We will get back to this Godzilla Media podcast in a moment. But first, let's give love to our partners, Johnstone Supply in Troy, 6th Avenue. The seasons are starting to change here in the Capital Region, and you need to make sure your home is prepared for those changes. How do you do it? Air conditioning, ventilation, everything in your home the way you need it. Make sure to check with the experts at Johnstone Supply in Troy. They will help you to make sure your home is up to where you want it to be. Give them a call today just to check in. 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. Or check out their website, johnstonesupply.com. I've been in the spot before. I'm always asking questions. HVAC supplier service industry guaranteed to help you. The spots Johnstone Supply. Say what's up to my guy Tom. He's probably working there talking smack about his fantasy football team, how he thinks he's going to win the Godzilla Media League this year. Indoor air quality, parts, heating, AC, your spot is right there. Don't forget about the Fujitsu Duckless Splits, and they're now carrying the J-Series VRF systems for more efficiency and flexibility. And Westinghouse made by Fujitsu for that more basic, cost-efficient option. It's Johnstone Supply in Troy. Helping you with the seasons changing to make sure your home is prepared for those changes. Also, we want to give love to our friends at Mohawk Honda. The summer is basically over. we got a few more days left. But selection has been king all summer long. And some of you waited to the last moment to make that change for your vehicle. Time is not out yet for you. Mohawk Honda is always willing to help you. Freeman's Bridge Road right there. Stop in. Say hello. Check them out on social media as well to find out about the new brides they have for you. For some of you, are going to drive there and trade in your vehicle and get exactly what you want for your money back. They're going to put money in your pocket, and they're going to have the inventory that you need. So many people that some have heard just can't find the vehicles they want in upstate New York. Stop wasting your time going to the spots so they don't have your stuff. Go to Mohawk Honda. Will they have exactly what you're looking for when you make that move? Shout out to my guy, Greg Johnson, crushing it over there. Ken McKenna. Brian McKenna, the Ellis's and more. When you stop in, make sure you say, hey, I heard it on a Godzilla Media podcast. I was listening. These guys have been talking about it. They have the support. We have the support from them. We want to make sure you listening will get the same thing. We know you will. Simple as that. Stopping in a Mohawk kind of saying you heard it from a Godzilla Media podcast and driving off the lot with the vehicle that you want. Getting ready for the fall road trips and more. It is Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. Now, Back to this Godzilla Media podcast. The Green Bay Packers. I think this is going to be literally Aaron Rodgers' swan song. And my Super Bowl preview will be the Chiefs and the Packers with the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl over Green Bay. All right. Uh, I um, think that that would be cool. Because I, I I do like Aaron Mah- Rodgers, a Mahomes Rodgers Super Bowl. That be that would really be awesome, epic. I think that would be epic. But I'm gonna give you another Super Bowl that's gonna be just as fun, and it's going to have the L.A. Rams against the my other State pick. Chiefs. Yep, that was and my that's other going pick. To be- I, I was stuck between the two of them. I was like, you know what? I'll go Packers because I have a feeling I know Taylor's going Rams. So I went Packers. I'm glad you went yeah. Rams because I agree. Yeah, and so. Uh, Bring it back a couple years ago. I think we all remember that Monday night football game 
against with the the Rams and the, the oh Chiefs. Oh my god, yes. That was incredible. That game was amazing. I had Cooper Cup. I was watching it at a bar. I had Cooper Cup on my fantasy team and he was just getting, you know, throw after throw after throw, the touchdown after touchdown. It was it was an insane game and that was with Jared Goff. And I think Matthew Stafford is better than Jared Goff. And so I think it's going to be that type of shootout, drag out game. It's going to be Aaron Donald versus that newly revamped Chiefs offense. It's going to be Tyreek Hill versus Jalen Ramsey. I'm getting excited already. I think it's going to be an epic, epic, high-scoring uh, affair. I think it's going to be one of the best Super Bowls we've had in the last couple of years. So, yes, LA Rams versus the Chiefs, but ultimately can't be Patrick Mahomes. I think the Chiefs are going to yeah, win. It, it- the way this year setting up, it's hard to go against what the Chiefs did, especially how they built the offensive line. But I think the Rams are certainly a team that has the defense to shut down that offense. And as much as you talked about the, you know, the shootout that could happen, the Rams also have the defense to kind of smother that smother it as well. Um, I, sure. I just I, I think if the Packers do it, this has got to be the year. They did improve the defense. Rodgers is going to be a man on a mission. They proved to uh, everybody that last year uh, wasn't what was expected out of all of them. They're out for revenge. I, I think that would be a great Super Bowl as well. Ultimately, we both picked the Chiefs. And that will do it, Taylor, for our 2021 Woo! NFL season preview. One of my favorite uh, topics all year is, is really when NFL predictions comes out. Um, season starts. We'll start breaking down week one next week. Uh, there are some Ben mm-hmm. Simmons uh, reports swirling. We'll tackle that as well. If anything ha- more comes of it. College football happening this weekend too. College football this weekend. Penn State. Georgia got plays a big Clemson. Game. Penn State's got Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Another top mm-hmm. 20 uh, matchup as well. There's some big games going on. Ohio State has a big game. They play, um, shoot, who is Ohio State play? Uh, so it's, it's, it's a good game. I know that. Um, Minnesota, Minnesota. That's who it is. Yeah. So they play Minnesota and then we get look, I love, I love college football. Um, it's that time of year. Summer is coming to an end. It's labor day weekend. Um, Taylor, I want to extend my congratulations on air to getting engaged over the weekend. Um, um, we saw the picture, saw the pictures. And if you're on YouTube, saw the rain. So absolutely. Congratulations to you. Very excited. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Um, I wanted to wait till on air to, to extend my congratulations. And and I know, um, I speak for pretty much all of our listeners and Godzilla media on that. Um, be on the lookout for Ben Simmons trade. Like I mentioned, uh, that seems to be catching fire again. He has come out and said, he's not reporting to training camp. If the Sixers don't shop him. Um, the Mm -hmm. reason we haven't shopped you yet is because no one wants you, Ben. So don't let the door (laughs) hit you on the way out. Um, other than that, baseball pennant chases are heating up, and as quickly as we talked up the Yankees, they start to lose again, which is fine with me. Uh, West Coast, West, West Coast uh, uh, runs are, are rough, so uh, yeah, I, I so, chalk it up to that. It's late night. You know. a, lot of, a lot going on and a lot of exciting stuff happening. We'll break down week one of college football. We'll preview week one of the NFL, week two of college football. We'll talk some NBA. Is that starting to heat up? And if we need to, we will tackle some baseball as well. Um, for ta- oh, I want to not forget our other sponsor, which is Saving Face Barbershop. We are yeah, presented. We look good. 
But yeah, we look good. We both got fresh cuts for the draft, and that is thanks yeah. to Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. And our boy Jeremiah uh, was really busy. Uh, I went up Thursday. I believe you went up Thursday as well. Was really busy for Travers Weekend. It was a success, uh, successful Travers Weekend up in Saratoga, and it was good to see Saving Face Barbershop booming for it. Um, get mm-hmm. your back to school haircuts. Get your Labor Day haircuts if you didn't get it last weekend, and enjoy the warm weather. Uh, before it goes away, because you know it goes away quickly here, get that fresh cut um, from Jeremiah or any of the other guys up there off exit 13 and and they do close face shaves as well. They do at home cuts as well, but I recommend going to that atmosphere, which is absolutely awesome. They will not be satisfied until you are happy with the way you look. So give Saving Face Barbershop a call and book your appointment today or go online and book it there as well. Super easy. Super easy. Super easy. Super quick. Takes two minutes and you will be in and out as quick as you need to be. 30 minutes, boom, you're gone with an awesome haircut. So we want to thank all our listeners for joining in. Um, for Taylor, my name is Bryce. We are sponsored by... Saving Face Barbershop, Techies Fire Water Restoration, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Mohawk Honda. We are presented by Godzilla Media. You can find all our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. We will catch you next week. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend and enjoy the first week of college football. Be safe out there, everyone. See ya.